But remember, what's most important is how our horses feel about this situation. Welcome to the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast, a source for riding and training insights with the goal of helping your horse be a happy, light and willing partner. I'm your host, Amalia Dempsey, a mainstream equestrian rider who discovered natural horsemanship, and now I help riders like you achieve connection and communication, so you can have more fun and fulfillment whilst prioritizing partnership with your horse. Want to find out my horse training philosophy? Access the free connection and communication mini course at amaliadempsey.com. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. Welcome to episode 19 of the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking all about separation anxiety. I put it out there on Instagram asking everyone what it is that you need help with on your horsemanship journey. And I had Maddie ask a question about separation anxiety. I messaged her and we got chatting and she gave me a little bit more context. So I'm going to read that out to you first. So she says, when no horses are in sight, he will start calling out, which I don't mind about as long as he keeps going, but he'll turn around and try and go back the other way we came. He will walk over or through me and do many rears. He gets quite highly strung and panicked. If they are in sight, it's not so bad. Like when we go to lessons, he'll just keep peeking out to look and then I'll ask him to focus and come back and he will. Some days are worse than others. That uh, was at home when we want when we went for a in hand walk. He's generally fine when we go out to lessons. Just as we unload at lessons and there's no horses in the stables, he gets a bit panicky and won't touch his hay while I tack him up. So yeah, we've gone and hide an arena close by once by ourselves, and he did pretty well as another horse was in a holding yard beside him. He behaved really well that day. I didn't ask much of him that day, just a calm walk. We've been hiring the area, the arena, sorry, and taking another horse with us and he has been getting better. He gets quite spooky the times we've been on our own, but as long as there is another horse in sight, he's fine. And I said, I'm going to do a podcast episode on this. And she said, thank you. That would be amazing. So Maddie, this podcast episode is for you and it's all about separation anxiety. This is a big topic and there's a few different areas that I want to cover in response to this question. And first of all, I want to say that separation anxiety is a perfectly normal behavior when you think about it from a horse's perspective. Horses are herd animals. They have a high sense of self-preservation and they really do see safety in the herd. There's safety in numbers for them in the wild. Now, obviously our horses aren't in the wild anymore, but those instincts, they're still very much a part of our horses. So it's very natural for them to want to be with other horses. I really wanna make it clear that horses are not being naughty or they're not trying to test you when they feel like this. We always need to be thinking about the underlying reasons for a behavior. And separation anxiety is basically them just saying, help, I don't feel safe, right? They're calling out to other horses because they feel like they'll be safe if they're closer to those other horses. Also, side note, I think this might beha- this behavior might be a stronger behavior in horses who were weaned early. That is something that I have heard. I'm not sure if it's supported by research, um, but perhaps there is a uh, correlation between horses who have been weaned off their mums too early and a stronger sense of separation anxiety. I've also personally seen this in horses who have previously been denied having friends in their environment. So they've been paddocked isolated, so away from other horses, 
or they've been stabled in an uh, isolating situation so they cannot see or touch other horses and then they are put into a herd environment it's almost like they're going oh my gosh it's Christmas and I've got my friends again and I never want them to leave me it's almost like they're afraid of being isolated once again I want you to think that when your horse is calling out They're basically saying, help, I don't feel safe. I'm all alone. Is anyone out there? It's kind of like cue that Titanic scene. Is anyone out there? Is there anyone alive out there? Can anyone hear me? Um, Hopefully you guys know the scene that I'm talking about, but that must be what it feels like. Imagine being in the middle of the ocean stranded, like, if you can even see another human in the distance, you're going to put in your best effort to get close to that other human because there's safety in, in other people that we can connect to, right? So imagine, you know, I, I just really want you to be thinking uh, compassionately about your horse in this situation. Like he's worried, he's scared, he's not feeling safe. So what we want to do is show our horses that actually you can be safe with me you're not alone i'm here to help you and there's no need to worry now obviously in english we cannot say or with our words with our language we can't tell our horses that um it's it's not going to be effective i mean sure we can say it out loud and our intention will be hey you know you're okay you can be safe but we're not really effectively communicating that to the horse if we just voice it out So I want to mention some things that I wouldn't recommend first before I go into how I do recommend you approach this separation anxiety. So I would definitely not recommend the following. So first of all, just isolating the horse so that they don't get attached to other horses, right? So people go, oh, that horse has got separation anxiety, so I'll just keep it in its own paddock away from other horses so it never gets attached, So I think that horses in this situation actually really just become depressed because yeah, initially for the first hour or maybe for the first day, depending on the horse, they're gonna be really worried that there's no other horses near them. And then after a while, they're gonna realize, oh, there's no point in me even trying because I've tried for so long and I I can't get access to other horses, so I'm going to give up. It's almost like a state of learned helplessness they just, they face the fact that it's not an option for them. So yeah, it works. It probably will stop your horse from calling out to other horses, but is your horse really happy? And people say, oh, my horse is more willing to be with me when I keep them in an isolated paddock. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of, that's kind of in the same boat in that, of course they'll want to be with you if they're denied of any other interaction. And it it doesn't really give you a reliable strategy anyway because the horse will still be wanting to be with other horses deep down. I also wouldn't recommend just throwing the horse in the deep end, as in uh, just taking the horse from its herd straight to an area where there are no horses and just expecting it to cope. Like that's, 
it it's really you know it might work once again but is it really setting up the situation for success is it really giving your horse the best chance of overcoming their anxiety you know it's kind of like if you have an anxiety of spiders and me going well I'm just going to put 10 spiders on you and you're just going to have to deal with it like (laughs) it's probably not going to help you Um, and you know if I tied your legs and your hands together and put the spiders on you you're still going to be absolutely terrified (laughs) Um, but you probably will come up with some coping strategies in yourself but is that the best way to go about it you know probably not (laughs) Um, sorry for the graphic uh, examples there The other thing that I wouldn't necessarily recommend is just putting more miles on the horse. You know, people say, oh, they just need more miles. They just need more work. Um, And, you know, hopefully just taking the horse to more places, hoping it will just go away eventually. And it might, once again, over time, it might get better, but it can be quicker and easier than that. And it can be a more enjoyable and anxiety I don't want to say anxiety free, but definitely less anxious than what it would be if you just hope that it gets better over time. I also would not recommend just leaving your horse alone at a show or an outing just to quote unquote get used to it. Um, I feel like if they're re- if they've got real strong separation anxiety at a show, you owe it to your horse to stay with them. Um, have a part, have a partner or a helper with you at a show if you know this is going to show up, so that you can keep a close eye on your horse. Because the last thing you want is your horse uh, breaking free at a competition and running around and finding other horses and then you know they they might develop a pulling back problem and there's all sorts of things that could go wrong so you really want to help your horse through this process is what I'm saying so helping with separation anxiety this takes a few ingredients the first ingredient is relationship so this is really important that you've built up a really good relationship and a connection with your horse first in a safe place even if that means spending time and playing with your horse, working with your horse in their paddock. You know, people say, actually, I heard this for the first time in a lesson uh, not long ago. And I was like, oh, I'm surprised people think like that. Um, The person said, uh, is it okay to uh, eat where you sleep sort of thing? Like, is it okay to play or train with your horse in the paddock where they hang out? And I think it's perfectly fine to do that. And in fact, it's encouraged with a young horse or an inexperienced horse because they're going to feel the safest in their environment that they live in most of the time. So why not help your horse learn in a place where they feel most relaxed? So step one, ingredient one, relationship first, connection first, build this up at home in a safe place so that you're not, you know, having to build a relationship with your horse when they're already stressed and anxious. Ingredient two is clear communication on the ground. And once again, this needs to be built up in a safe place first so you can help your horse in the moments when they are really anxious. You can't really teach your horse anything new that's really going to stick and feel clear and good for the horse if they're in that anxious state. So building this clear communication on the ground, what do I actually mean by that? What I mean is you need to tell your horse or show your horse what your cues are for different things like can you back out of my space can you move your front legs can you move your hind legs can you circle around me so that when you actually need to put those skills to practice uh, when you need to direct your horse in the times where they are anxious those things work really well and here's the thing your communication will not work as well as it does when your horse is relaxed compared to when they are in a tense state 
So if you want to find out where your holes are, <laughs> try and do your groundwork when your horse is anxious and you'll realize that actually that doesn't work so well. So it's really important you get the communication really clear, really solid and uh, really clear understanding on both parties. So with you and your horse understanding the communication clearly in a safe place first. So it does work in the times where it counts when you're needing to help your horse with separation anxiety. The third ingredient, which is a little bit more like a process in itself, is systematic approach and retreat in a controlled setting first. So what I mean by that is, okay, let's say your horse gets separation anxiety, even just leaving the paddock, right? So leading them from the paddock to the arena. Perhaps, you know, I've seen some horses who do get separation anxiety just in those moments, depending on the setup of the property, it can be really scary for a horse to to, um, be moved away from their friends. So approach and retreat is a process that you go through where you know you might take the horse out of the paddock and or even before that let's say they're in a herd you catch your horse and you walk them 10 meters away from their herd and you realize oh he's actually not okay here it might not be showing up in a big way he might not be rearing or calling out at that point but he might stop and look back at his friends or he might tense up or he might just walk into you a little bit and that's when he's first telling you hey I'm actually not okay leaving my herd right now I don't really want to go with you and I know that can sometimes be a bit hard to swallow but I think it's important we listen to what our horses are telling us and so if they're showing some of those smaller signs that they might be worried about leaving their group stop there Show your horse that you've recognized that they're worried at that distance. You might even retreat a little bit. So, you know, let's say you're 10 meters away from the herd and then you notice at 10 meters they're worried. So you go back to nine meters and then you wait for relaxation there. So that might be like your horse lowering their head, licking and chewing, blinking, grazing, um, resting a back leg, you know, and you, you know your horse pretty well. You know when it feels like they're more relaxed than what they were. And once they're more relaxed, you can move a little bit further, waiting for that next threshold where they tell you they're not okay. And in this way, you're systematically approaching and retreating depending on what your horse is telling you. Now, it might seem like a really slow and tedious process, and I'm not going to lie, it can take a little while initially, especially if maybe you've gone through some of those fear thresholds in the past. But I will tell you that it pays off in the long run because after a while, your horse will be totally fine leaving the group because you've proven to your horse that you are recognizing when they're afraid and you're not going to push them past when they're feeling like that. And this is a little bit harder to do, this uh, approach and retreat at a show or an outing because there is really no safe place um, at at a show or an outing. Sometimes it can be the float, which is the trailer, which is a source of safety. Sometimes it can be other horses, but you almost need other people to be on board with the process. Uh, Otherwise, you know, you could be approaching and retreating a a random horse and, and disturbing what they're doing. So you need to be mindful of that. I really recommend going through this process in the paddock first, um, getting closer to the arena or uh, in a place where it's easier to set this situation up. And don't feel like you're alone with this. A lot of people struggle with this, just getting their horse from the paddock to the arena. And sure, you and I could get the job done. We could get the horse to the arena if we absolutely had to, if there was a fire and we had to escape or the vet was coming or whatever. 
But remember, what's most important is how our horses feel about this situation. So, uh, you know, it's okay. Don't feel like you're a terrible horse person if you make your horse get to the arena because, you know, you have to do something. But if you're really wanting to work on separation anxiety, then this is a process you probably really want to break down and perhaps do the approach and retreat every day and get a little bit closer to the arena each time. Another thing that I wanted to mention is in the moments where you're asking or you're waiting for your horse to relax, you can do some things, some small little groundwork tasks to help your horse focus in that moment. And I talk about a horse's focus bubble, right? So imagine a big dome, almost like a big bubble around your horse and you can sort of feel how far into the distance your horse is thinking. So they might be thinking 300 meters away where there might be another horse or some horses in the distance or something that they're worried about in the distance. What we want to do is help to shrink that focus bubble in closer and closer and closer in around me and the horse or you and the horse so that they are really thinking about you and the immediate environment and the immediate things that you're uh, having to come across or tasks that you're doing together um, to really get that horse focused on you. So it's not that I don't let horses ever look off into the distance because of course that's going to happen from time to time. But when I'm trying to help my horse relax, I need to do some small things to help that focus bubble shrink so the horse can go, oh, there's no need to worry about what's off into the distance. Like I can relax in your presence and it's totally fine. Another tip I have, which sounds a little counterintuitive, but don't underestimate the help of another horse. And you might be thinking, well, duh, my horse has got separation anxiety. Of course, another, of course, they're going to feel safe with another horse. But let me tell you a little example or story around this. So my horses are pretty good. They rarely, rarely would have like what I would call separation anxiety. Um, And, but sometimes, you know, they might get a little break And I've got three horses and I might take one away and, you know, they're totally fine. But then uh, they might be a little tense, just a little tense when I'm playing with them that day away from the herd. And then the next day I might bring all of them up for the farrier, say. And so they've all come up together. It's been a really relaxed and positive experience. And then the next day I bring that same horse up alone and they're completely different. They're a lot calmer. And I honestly think, you know, it's not something that I've changed in my training in those three days. I think the horse has just gone, oh, we were all up here yesterday and it was calm and everyone else was relaxed. So there's no need for me to be worried up here. I've also seen this in situations where a horse won't cross something like a you know, a water jump or uh, a grid or something that they have to get over, get to the other side of. And the horse uh, won't do it uh, even if pressure is applied, which um, you probably don't want to be applying pressure to your horse when they're worried, but that's another story. Uh, and then the horse will happily walk over it if they see their buddy go over first. So let's bring that back to the example of going from the arena, sorry, the paddock to the arena. You might, for the first couple of days, have another horse join you and have another person leading that horse so it's a little bit easier. It can be a little harder to lead two horses at the same time and be really in tune with the individual horses. But it might just help your horse build a little bit of confidence moving to another area with another horse and then you can try it on another day without that horse. 
I also find this in trailer loading situations. So horses can build a lot of confidence being on a trailer with another horse. So you can always use the help of another horse and preferably a more experienced and relaxed horse to help build the confidence of the younger one or the less experienced one or the horse with separation anxiety. The other thing I wanted to mention is by working on your relationship and building your clear communication on the ground, you will kind of indirectly address the separation anxiety because your horse will understand that you are listening to them. You are a good, kind and fair leader that you, both of you are partners, that you are trustworthy and that you're here to help them. So in summary, separation anxiety is a natural behavior. Your horse is not being naughty or trying to test you. We want to show our horses that they can be safe with us by first of all, building the relationship and that partnership in a safe place, building that clear communication on the ground once again in a safe place and have a systematic approach and retreat in a controlled setting so you can show your horse that you're not going to push them past fear thresholds and gradually build up their confidence over time. If you're thinking that you would like more help and you want to go deeper into building the connection and communication with your horse so you can help not only your separation anxiety, but every area of your horsemanship and riding, then you're going to love my Horsemanship Fundamentals Academy. Basically, it's a 12-week transformational horse training journey where I teach you all the fundamental groundwork and riding knowledge and skills necessary to have a happy, light, willing, and relaxed riding partner. I'm so passionate about this program. I've poured my heart and soul into it and I love personally coaching you through every step of the way. It's not just a platform with videos where you're left to your own devices. I give you unlimited messaging support within the 12 weeks. I give you video feedback. So from videos that you submit me, I will watch them and record my voice over the top with my feedback. And we also have regular coaching calls over the 12 weeks so I can fully support you in your training with your own horse. Normally I run this as a group program. The next round isn't until October, 2021, but I've just started coaching people one-on-one through the program. So if you're wanting to get started straight away, then this is an opportunity for you also. If you're curious, if you wanna find out more, there's no pressure, I'm here to help you. Get in contact with me on Instagram at Amalia underscore horses. Thanks for listening to the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode is released. And if you've learned even just one small thing from today's show, I would really appreciate if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions from today's show, suggestions for future episodes, or just want to reach out and say hi, I would love to connect with you on Instagram at Amalia underscore horses. Remember to also register for my free connection and communication mini course at AmaliaDempsey.com.